Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The mega change, the changes. You think Howie's got the song in his office? Nope. I didn't mean our show. I meant the song. Nope. No, I think he does. Howie's, no, Howie's always looking to make changes. That's what he does. Now, is it minor or is it major? We'll find out. Free agency a few weeks away. Welcome back. Midday show. Our uh, try day on a Friday is really moving forward here. we got a lot of good answers so far on what TV show we should check out. And our pizza has arrived. So we're going to put some mustard on the pizza, which we promised we would do last week on our try day when that was the best answer. We'll get, to, we'll that, get that coming up here. All right, before we get to the phones and uh, should the Eagles make major or minor changes, I wanted to hit this because I, I thought it's interesting just to get a perspective maybe outside here. Peter King right on this morning with the um, – the morning guys talking about the Eagles and how next season could be rough if they don't make the right changes this offseason and really, you know, kind of tweaking and, and finding the right mix for next season. So ESPN, this is last week, Hugh, they put out their early predictions for next year. Mm-hmm. And I just started scrolling through. I was like, all right, let's Where see how Where's many. My team? Where's my squad? Yeah, how many people thought the Eagles would be really good? All right, early Super Bowl pick for Super Bowl 59. You ready for these? I'm just going just gonna to reel them off what I saw. Okay. Packers over Bengals. Lions over Texans, Bills over Rams, Bengals over Lions, Chiefs over Packers, Chiefs over Packers, Chiefs over Lions, Lions over Chargers, Chargers over Lions, 49ers over Bills, Chiefs over Rams. Did you did you miss anything there? Yeah, they omitted a team that we feel is is like in that tier of those teams that they're talking about. No Eagles in there. So obviously the the national perception, at least the ESPN experts, the Eagles are not there. They got to make changes to get there. The other one I thought was interesting, just based on all the Jalen conversation, Hugh, is who's your pick to be next season's MVP? Ready for these names? Yes. Jordan Love, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, C.J. Stroud, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. No Jalen Hurts. No, I'm I not think... surprised, but it, it did catch me that no, not one. Uh, I think there were 11 people there polled. Not one either had Hurts in that mix or the Eagles bouncing back. Yeah, because I think right now with so much, uh, what's the word? That Uncertainty. I'm for? Thank you. 
uncertainty with this team, it's hard to pick him. And, and people have to remember, because <laughs> people got mad at our list the other day because we didn't have Jalen in, in, in certain spots. But this is the reality of the end of the season. And I think that everybody, when we do these lists, to be honest, we're doing it with recency bias. We're doing it off of the fact that what we just saw. Mm-hmm. And we also know, like it's not lost on us that, you know, the draft is coming up, free agency is coming up, and things are going to change. That's not lost on anybody. But when you're asked to make a list, you have to make it off of what you just saw. And those things tend to change as we progress through this, as we meander through the season. But right now, I can see that because Jalen is one of those guys. Right now, he's really polarizing. And if you're looking at it from from afar, see, we have boots on the ground here. So it's different for us. And I, I believe that he can bounce back. When you're looking at it from afar and you see how this team fell apart and you're really not invested like we are, you tend to think that, oh, they're not going to fix it. Because they don't even know what the problem is. Yeah, and you, you wonder, and I, I think probably national people are wondering what, what the what, hell happened. Yeah, and what is Jalen, right? Two, two okay years, one great one. I mean, you, you could tell me right now, he plays like he did two years ago. The Eagles will certainly And we already be. know how some pundits feel about him. Yeah. Like some pundits feel like he's fugazi, like he was fool's gold. I, I don't feel that. That's I don't feel the like Sims that's the thing, right? That's uh, Yeah, you're right. So it goes back to, again, the one you originally thought. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. What kind of changes do the Eagles need to this roster this offseason, major or minor? And it's Try Day. What TV show should we try and watch? Tyrone in Middletown. What's up, Tyrone? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, What's Tyrone. On, What's up, man? Oh, man, this is chilling, man. This great show, great topic. Uh, but I tell you, I wish people would more or less uh, look at A.J. It's like with A.J., he's the best receiver we've had since T.O. Totally I just agree. think he, der- he deserves a little more grace. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. All I have to say is that if I, if I were to see him in person, I would just shake his if, – if he wasn't in a situation where I'd infringe on his privacy, mm-hmm. I, would just, I would just relay that sentiment to him. They keep doing what you're doing. You're one of the best receivers of all time for the Eagles, and God bless you. And I'll just leave that alone. It's like don't poke the bear. And, uh, but at the same time, looking at the Eagles, I like to say that uh, – and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not, not really trying to be an apologist to him, but when I see players playing on, on that level, I got to give him his props. And well, I, think I think we all, I think we all together recognize how good AJ Brown is. I mean, he's he's one of the five best receivers in the league. I mean, he's he's tremendous. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I think when people speak of him, uh, they speak as if he's not. And I, I think we we trying to, you know, I, I think it's it's kind of it makes me scratch my head sometimes. And uh, but I think it's a blessing having a player like that in Philly. And I think that my whole point about the draft and what they need in the coming years that they need players in other positions that can perform on a similar level. Because what I saw with the Eagles is that if you look up the middle, for instance, the Eagles, you, they, they need toughness. When Jeremiah Trotter was playing, and if he was like the toughest middle linebacker in the league, other than he was like almost on the level of Ray Lewis to me. He was just a beast coming out of, I think, West Texas State, State, wherever he came from. Sam Houston. I remember when I read his uh, bio, I said, damn, this guy sounds tough as, tough as nails. And he was. He's one of the few. It's like I just had that sense. We need players like that in the draft because I think the Eagles, to me, 
when they went up against San Fran, they just look kind of soft. Yeah, they got pushed around. They got pushed around at, at home by a tougher team. You're right, Tyrone. They did. You know what? Yeah. I had it wrong. Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, Ty, Tyrone, I agree I with you. I know Tyrone was listening. He probably had, what you talking about? Come on now. Stephen yeah, F. Austin. You got to know it. And they, they need – and Tyrone, I agree with you. And we, Tyrone, good phone call. We appreciate it. Hugh, they – what Tyrone was saying there, and Trot Jr. is obviously the name we all think of because it's it's Trot Jr., mm-hmm. but they need toughness and playmakers on defense. The offense, I agree with you, that they have most of the pieces in place. Now, they might tweak it, right? They might move on from somebody. But defensively, like they, I think Jalen Carter's got that high-end ability, but other than him, they don't have anything out there. You're like, that's a big-time player. They I think need Jordan some. Davis can be that. I think that Jordan Davis gets a bad rap because of where the position he was drafted in and the fact that people look at him and they don't feel like he's doing enough. Now, granted, he didn't do himself no favors last year by allegedly being overweight as the season progressed. He didn't do himself any Totally. Favor. But I still think that he's a good player. Accountability is a word that when I talk about this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to use a lot. Now, I understand that we need athletes. We need athletes, not athletes. We need athletes on that side of the ball. We need some ballers. I get that. But I also feel like if we have a solid plan and we have some guys that are going to hold people accountable, that we will be a better football team. We weren't that smart defensively, in my opinion. From, From what I saw, it didn't look like we were a team that grasped the fundamentals of playing the position that you were playing. Mm-hmm. And I mean that all across the board. I'm talking about from the linebackers. I'm talking about the defensive linemen. Because you watch some of these highlights from some of these the best games of the season, and we were on some of them, and you see outside contain being lost. Oh, yeah. Like egregious, egregious outside contain being lost. That's not a smart football team, man. And I feel like – with some of the guys that we're going to have to go into war with. We're going to have to go to battle with some of these guys. We're not going to be able to get rid of everybody. But I feel like if we're playing smart, fundamental football, that's going to make us better. It's going to make us a lot better. Yeah, it, well, it will mitigate mistakes here. I am confused about one thing that our last caller said. Am I missing something? He said that we and he wants to give A.J. grace. Kyle, am I missing something? Don't we, now, we've had a couple of different AJ-centric topics. The afternoon show certainly has recently. Don't most people want to keep AJ? Don't most fans like AJ? It feels like this is being twisted to everyone hates AJ Brown. I don't feel that at all. No. I, I remember screaming at you guys for even suggesting that Patrick Sertain for AJ Brown would be a good trade. But most people agreed with you. Right. No, that, that's what I'm that's, saying. Yeah. Like, no. Like, I, I, I don't. Here's the thing. Like, we, we obviously come at it from both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us say, no way you can trade A.J. Brown, he's untouchable. Some right. are like, I'll listen for the right offer. Nobody seems to mention or, or or care to, you know, acknowledge the fact that most of us do want A.J. Brown here. Right. Would, you know, at all costs want A.J. Brown here, but the fact that one guy said, oh, you know, I'd listen, you're in big trouble, pal. Better well, not. Well, the other thing is, I, I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think one single one of us here has said, I want to trade A.J. Brown. The no, discussion has been, God would you no. move him for another great player? I don't want to trade A.J. Brown. Would I listen for another great player? Sure. But, like, I, I think most people like A.J. Brown. No. He's because, he's, I don't know, th- th- this whole thing is weird. It's almost like he's <laughs> become a martyr, but no one's actually mad at him. Yeah, but I, I think most of it, again, is because of the narrative that, that people have listened to what's being said. And when you hear something being said about him, you automatically perceive it to be negative. And you automatically perceive it to be like you want to run him out of town. 
Like, there was something wrong. Like, the bottom line is this. There was something wrong with this football team this year. We, we all saw and, that. And they yeah. fell apart. And, and, and I would even go so far as to say there was something wrong with the fact that, you know, he started off on on one a banner. He had a banner year at the beginning of the Ooh, year. Six straight, 125. And all of a sudden he became MIA. Now, let's be fair and, and, and reasonable in this situation. I don't know anybody that was having the kind of year that he was having that would have been okay falling off the way that he fell off. When you talk about the kind of year that he was having, he probably could have been the MVP. Probably not the MVP, but offensive player of the year. He would have been in that mix for He would sure. have been in the mix yeah. for that with the kind of year that he was having. So with that being said and the fact that you're being frozen out of the offense and the offensive coordinator is not being creative enough to get you involved in the offense, that's frustrating. I get that. I, I, I totally understand his frustration if he was frustrated. No question about it. And that. I think he wants to win a lot. And he wants, yeah. bottom line, and sometimes your desire to want to win kind of is, is, is rubs people the wrong way. But you have to understand. That's why I said you have to understand the type of people that you're dealing with. And maybe that's what caused friction. I don't know. But there was some friction somewhere. And, and this is why I feel like you need to fix it. Because I think for both of these guys, I think winning is the bottom line. You just need to figure out how you could coalesce coexist with one another and and let that happen. Yeah, I also Bottom line. think there's probably some lingering, and I, I know it's not the same, but there's probably some lingering Donovan, T.O. stuff in everyone's mind when they think. All the time. That's yeah, why. That, it, that never leaves. Because you, you know what's funny to me, and, and I saw this on social media, and I think this is what most people talk about when they say that most people were wanted to run A.J. Out of, out of, AJ Brown out of town. A lot of people called in, not knowing – what happened? Hurt saw one thing that happened when him and the quarterback were arguing on the sideline. Mm-hmm. They saw that. Minnesota game, yeah. They saw that, and it was cool until things started to fall apart, and then all of a sudden, oh, it, it has to be that. He's the cancer. And you, you automatically put that on him because of certain things that have happened in the past that ain't got nothing to do with him. The fact that Donovan gave his, his, his opinion about it. That stuck with a lot of people. And the easiest thing to do instead of going out and figuring it out for yourself is to go with what everybody else is thinking and say, oh, well, it has to be AJ. I don't, I've never believed that that was the case. I've never believed that he was the, the main problem. Now, a lot of people feel like because he's so outspoken that he can't be the most outspoken person on the squad. And I believe that, yeah. Yeah, he can't be, but still, I don't think that he's the problem. Well, this also goes back to leadership for Hertz, right? If Jalen is quieter, and it seems like he's quieter, and AJ's louder, and he he will be the one that talks, is that best? I, I, I don't think typically teams win with their receiver being the spokesperson, but that's that doesn't mean it can't happen. But I think Jalen, if Jalen takes on more of the leadership role, maybe it makes things easier. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Back to the phones here. Ken is in Cinnamon. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good, Ken. What do you feel? What up, man? Well, you know, the morning show did a side topic on nicknames. Joe, you should have a nickname, and it should be the overreactor. I like that one. Which is <laughs> what you do, man. So what, what you're talking about is, is taking a, what, is, what should be a one-year reload and turning it into a three- or four-year complete rebuild. Not only that, but what you're saying, without coming right out and saying it, is that you have given up on the quarterback because – we all recognize that the biggest difference between the Eagles of 2023 and the Eagles of 2022 was the level of Jalen Hurts' play, and that probably had 
the biggest impact on the offense was was how Jalen Hurts played. So what you're saying is you don't think Jalen Hurts can get anywhere back to where he was in 2020. I don't, I don't believe that, Ken. I mean, that may be your, the perception you're getting from what I'm saying. Here's the example I can I'll give you. What I mean by, by taking a, a wrecking ball. When Howie came back in, right, 2015, they were not good. And he took a wrecking ball. I mean, he traded a lot of players away. Maxwell got out of here. Kiko Alonso, he moved around in the draft. Obviously, that led to Wentz. But the idea was they moved on from a lot of players. They won the Super Bowl two seasons later. A wrecking ball doesn't have to be a long-term rebuild. It's just a reset. Well, but <laughs> you just said it. That that team was bad. This this team is not bad. So it, the recency bias for, for this team is what is what causes a lot of these discussions to occur. So you kind of forget that the defense was not as terrible for the first 11 games of the year as they were for the last six. They weren't. And, and changing, changing the coordinator, like, you know, at that point in the season for no apparent reason, it was obvious the last six games of the year. You had guys running around that field who had no idea yeah. what their assignments were. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, Morrow looked like he had no – like he never practiced run fits any week. <laughs> Because he had no idea what he was doing, so you know you, you need to you need to supplement the defense. You need to get some better players on there, but you still have really really good players on this football team. And to say, well, we're just going to take a a wrecking ball to it. You don't know what retirement's already going to do to this roster. If Jason Kelsey retires, well, now you've got to replace the center, but you also have to replace the right guard. Yep. Don't know if that guy's in the building yet, right? So if, if Fletcher Cox retires, Fletcher Cox was arguably the best player on the defense by the time they got to the playoff game in Tampa, and he was really the only player on the defense that really played at a high level in that playoff game. So, you know, these are big pieces to, to, to worry about replacing as it is. You, you want to start jettisoning other, jettisoning other people? I just – it's th- – this team, <laughs> it ended bad – but this team won 11 games last year. They did. Okay, and I think the reality is actions speak louder than words, right? So we're, we're going to know what they think of themselves when free agency starts. If, if Howie is thinking like you are, then they're going to do what you, you're saying, and they're going to tweak it, right? But if, if Howie and Jeff look at it and say, we suddenly got bad fast, we got to fix this, then I think they're going to make major changes. It's a matter of how you view it. Well, I just don't think – I don't think you suddenly get bad fast. I mean, you have mm. – it, it, you have one corner. You have one corner that ages ten years in a year, and the things that that does to your defense, especially when you're already down depth because you got one corner that's out for the year because he tore his Achilles or right. whatever, he, whatever he did, and then you have you have safety issues because you have you have health issues at safety and blanket ships in and out of the lineup. And, you know, it, it only takes a couple of those guys, and you can speak to this better than anybody. It only takes a couple of those holes. To make your entire defense look incompetent, and then when you when you pile onto that, we're going to change the coordinator. Which is, I am convinced, and I've been convinced since they hired him, that the reason Matt Patricia was hired was to be a backstop for Sean Desai, and it was only a matter of time that before that before they said, "Well, let's give it to the pencil guy," you know. So, but but they weren't that bad the whole year. So you, it's not like you've got to get rid of every – they still have some really good young players on the defensive line. You know, it's, it's not like you've got to get rid of everybody. And, oh, by the way, I know everybody wants to draft Jeremiah Trotter Jr., mainly because his name is Jeremiah Trotter Jr. If we draft Jeremiah Trotter Jr., it doesn't solve our problem of having an off-ball linebacker that can cover people. 
So maybe you know, start watching some tape and understand what what you're saying before you say it. But Ken, that's a separate. Ken, topic. what do you got in terms of a TV show we should try? Well, this one goes back a little ways. Um, it was must must watch TV for me when I was a kid. It was a show called. It started out called Baba Black Sheep, and then it became Black Sheep Squadron. Robert Conrad portraying a, an actual historical figure, Pappy Boyington leading a fighter squadron in World War II in the South Pacific. It was it was awesome stuff. You could probably find it on Cozy. That's a fun one. I, that I, sounds pretty good. Yeah, I don't know that one, Ken. Good, good phone but call. That's in letterbox form. Maybe we gotta keep it a little more current because yeah. letterbox is kind of is to be current. Uh, no. Uh, did you watch? Did, did you watch Soul Plane or not yet? I did not watch Soul Plane. <laughs> I refuse to watch. So I just want to say one thing, and Ken brought up a lot of good points, as he always does. Ken's a good caller, but he, he mentioned he doesn't think a team can just go bad that fast. I disagree. In the NFL, you, I think you can go bad or good fast. I'll give you an example the other way. The Eagles in 2021 got really good fast, and mm-hmm. it then carried into the next season, and they went to the Super Bowl. The Packers might be that now. Go back to the Packers, the midway point of this past season. What were they, like three and five? Yeah, they didn't look so great. Then they got good fast, and now people think they're going to be a Super Bowl team next year. We'll see. I think they're going to be good. And I could point to, you know, the Patriots, Tom Brady's last year there. They started off 10-1, I believe. They kind of sputtered down the stretch. They lost their first playoff game. They've been bad since because they didn't fix things. And obviously Brady left, which is a big deal, but they didn't fix things. I, The NFL, Hugh, it's, it's weird how it happens where I think other sports, it takes more time. Basketball, you got to build up. Young players need time. Mm-hmm. Baseball, you got to get a lot of you know you got to get a lot of players kind of in their prime or you know young young players come to their in their own. Football doesn't it feel like it? You get one or two fast. players and you get quick. But, yeah, but I, I feel like with this team, we just need to get smarter. Like we need to play, we need to play smarter. We need some players, no no doubt about that. I'm not I'm not discounting that because we've made it clear that we're going to need at least six people on the defensive side of the ball. No question about that. But I also believe strongly that being in a system that you understand and know your assignments are going to help out tremendously as well. This offense, like this team, is catered to the offense. It, the offensive pop fight that we—that's what it is. We have offensive firepower. Yeah. We have more than that than we have anything else, and that's what we need to kind of hone in on. And the way we face that, put our quarterback in positions where he can thrive. And also the, the the players around him. Use our assets. Use the assets that we have offensively. You know, I know you were talking about that, Dallas Goddard as being expendable. I don't believe that's the case. We need to start using him better. And once you have those two or three those two or three targets that are getting more involved in the game, it makes it harder to game plan for you because you don't know you got it's one of those things where you pick your poison when you're playing against a team like the like the Philadelphia Eagles. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop aboard. What kind of changes does the Eagles roster need this offseason? Major or minor? I believe it's major. I, I don't view many players here as untouchable. In fact, it's the quarterback. I look at the quarterback and everything else. If I could get better by moving on, get a high draft pick, get a player at a different position that's really good, maybe on defense, I, I would look at it. I think they need major changes here. Hugh wants to tweak things. 215-592-9494. Plus, we'll throw some Phillies in the mix here. Is this team, do they have enough here in the division? we got to take the temperature on something because it's something we don't talk about very often, but it does matter. I believe it matters a lot. 215-592-9494. We'll talk some Phil's, your phone calls to the Eagles, and, of course, try day. Give us a TV show we should try. That's coming up next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.
If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia area or Lehigh Valley area, that is looking for a love, lo- looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at Ameribest today. When you call one eight hundred Home Care, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in the hiring process. Ameribest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let Ameribest take care of you, so you can focus on what matters most: caring for your loved one. Call Ameribest today at one eight hundred Home Care or visit AmeribestHomeCare.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot of teams, and I played baseball for 31 years old, so 28 years. And if you don't have good team chemistry, your chances of being successful is pretty close to zero. Hell, we haven't heard from Nick Castellanos in a while. Welcome back, Nick. Welcome back, everyone. It's the Midday Show. Constellino. Hey, our guy. Welcome back. We had a lot to discuss here. 215-592-9494. We're going to throw a little Phillies in the mix as well, but i got to say – so it's a tri-day. Fridays are tri-days on the Midday Show. And this week we're looking for a new TV show to check out here. But last week we were looking for odd or different food combinations. And the winner last week, the person who intrigued us the most, said mustard on pizza. Now, we planned to do it last weekend. None of us got around to actually having pizza, so we couldn't do it. But today we were like, all right, let's order some pizza. So we, we have some pizza here. It arrived. And we all just tried some with mustard on it. And I got to say. Not bad. It works. Yeah, I'm it's in. not bad. It's this might bad. be a new thing. It's better than not bad. Like, it's actually legitimately good. Yeah, I liked it. I'm floored okay by it. it. I think uh, the person last week that won was referencing a place over in Jersey that mm. does it. Like, like it's part of the, the recipe in the, within the sauce. Mm. I can see why it works. It makes sense, man. Yeah, the it, was taste, pretty, it was pretty tangy. I liked it. It goes together. So I went back in. and re-dipped. Like, that tells you all you need to know. If you go back for a second dip, yeah. you, are, you are fully in. All I right, just so. kind of spread it all over my pizza because I, I had a feeling it was going to be pretty good. It's good. It is good. We, we appreciate that recommendation, and we're using the TV one today. All right, 215-592-9494. Back to all your Eagles calls. Major or minor changes to the roster this, this year. But the Phillies, Hugh, they're, they're there. We've been talking a lot about them in camp. Castellanos talking about being excited for camp and all that. But there's, it does feel like there's one thing that we haven't talked much about. That almost is like a people aren't even thinking about because we think about World Series, right? Yeah. The playoffs, taking the next step. What are we calling this camp? WIP unfinished business Un- down unfinished there. Unfinished business with a PH. Yes, with a PH. 
But there's also other business to tend to before the unfinished business. Unfinished business, you know, that signifies the October stuff, right? What about the division? You know, it's almost like we're just acknowledging or conceding the division to the Braves. Hugh, I understand the Braves are excellent. They had like, what, nine players, that top 100 list. The Phillies had five. The Braves are tremendous in the regular season, although we know the Phillies have had their number in the postseason. But you know what I don't want to do? What's that? I don't want to concede the division right now. I want to win the NL East. I want a real NL East pennant chase this season. And Hugh, this may surprise you, but I think the Phillies have enough to compete with the Braves in the East. I don't think it's crazy for me to sit here in the season starts that I want to win the East. I don't think it's crazy either. Uh, I, I really don't, but it all depends on what type of uh, type of start you get off to the season. Yeah. I think that when you talk about the Braves and the fast start that they got off to last year, they benefited tremendously from that. What hurt us last year had a lot of injuries, had a lot of guys coming back from injury, had a lot of question marks about you know some of the young guys. I don't think that that's the case this year. I think going into this season, you're looking at growth from everybody. You're talking about Trey Turner is going to be more comfortable in the offense. You're talking about uh, Stoughton Bohm being a little bit more comfortable because those were the two guys that kind of carried us when, when we had the Bryce Harper power outage. The fact that Bryce Harper is coming back healthy. I think that's going to help out everything. But to me, Joe, to compete for the division is cool, but it's not, ne- it's not necessary. Because we've seen over the past couple of seasons that winning the division means nothing. You're right about that, especially now that they've changed the format of the playoffs yeah. to where the two teams get a bye, and then it seems like it's a little bit of a detriment because you get that time off. We were down there in Atlanta last year for that first-round series, and you know the Braves looked a little flat to start that series. So you mentioned the slow starts. Hugh, I pulled it up. The last two years, on May 31st, so when the Phillies woke up on June 1st, two years ago they were 12-and-a-half games out. Last year, 7-and-a-half. I mean, they basically have been dead to win the division by June 1st in each of the last two years. And I know they've talked a lot about getting off to a faster start. They need to. And I do want to win the division. I mean, one, I'd love to watch a, a real race. I'd love mm-hmm. to watch you it. You watch it like going back and forth yeah. and being, looking at the standings and everything? Like by last August, it almost felt a little boring to that. Yeah, because the Braves ran away with it. And we also knew the Phillies probably were in great shape for the wild cards. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, we'll just – we're kind of just buying time till we get to October. I would love to watch a full season division race. And I do think the Phillies have enough to stay with them. The, the Braves got Chris Sale. They got Jared Kelnick. But they didn't, they didn't add any other stars. Like, the Braves are what they are. If the Phillies play like they have from June 1st on, they should stay with them. Yeah, but I think it's something to be said about catching fire at the right time. You know, and, and, and sometimes I feel like it's better to get off to a, a somewhat of a slower start so that you can gain more momentum as the season progresses. Now, granted, it didn't work out for us towards the end because mm. it, it felt like you know we kind of ran out of gas as far as our um, firepower offensively was concerned. But I do like the premise of, of starting the season a little bit slower and just building through that momentum because, like you said, the Braves started off like gangbusters, and then they, their offense was sputtering as far as the, the – like they had like – like four or five guys on their head, like 40 home runs or uh, something they, crazy like that. Yeah, you know what? Brought that lineup. And that's part of why I think the Phillies have enough. I think some of those Braves guys had career years. I don't know if it's going to happen again. Like, uh, Acuna's great, right? He's going to be great again. But is Matt Olsen going to hit 54 home runs again? I don't know. I mean, that that might have been his peak year, and maybe he hits 40 or whatever, 38. I, I think some of those Braves guys were a little bit over their head. Not Acuna, he's special. But the other guys, it wouldn't surprise me if they come back to earth a little bit. They've got older pitchers. 
Kyle, I want to win the East. I, I don't want to concede the East and say, oh, just get him in the wild card round. I want to win the division. I think they're going to win the division, Joe. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Oh, right now, here. here we go. Ready? Hot takey. The Philadelphia Phillies will not only win the NL East, but they will lead it wire to wire. Yeah, that's hot takey. Wow. I don't think that's hot takey, man. Look, like I, I think for a lot of the reasons you mentioned there, Hugh, there's much more reason to believe that instead of that, like as opposed to the last two seasons, the Phillies can get off to a hot start this season, right? Agreed. You're not really acclimating anybody to the roster. You're not dealing with a newbie and Trey Turner who's got to get settled into Philly or Castellanos or any of that kind of stuff. Agree. There's a ton of continuity on this team. There's no World Baseball Classic, right? There's no, uh, at least at, up to this point, spring training hasn't started yet, but mm-hmm. you're not dealing with getting Ranger Suarez uh, coming off of an injury or Zach Wheeler. You know, there's no like real ramp up that you need to do with, with these guys as opposed to like it was last season. I think Bryce Harper is going to be, you know, knock on wood, playing the entire year. His power will be with him to start the season. I think you see a full season of a, a good version of Trey Turner. And I, I like to believe that Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott will take another step forward. They're still young players. Like the, I think there's untapped potential in the Phillies roster that we didn't really fully tap into last year that we will this year. And that's not even to mention some of the guys on the pitching staff that I think will turn a bit of a corner last year. I know Soto pissed everybody off, but I, I'm looking at Soto as a guy <laughs> that's going to have a big bounce-back season this year. So if you if you look at the Phillies and Braves from June Second on last year, if I if you count the playoff series, right, that they played each other, if you take it from June second through the night that Phillies eliminated the Braves, I believe the Braves, if, if my math, and we're not a great math show, but I'm I'm trying to do it here in front of me. I think the Braves won one total more game. That's it. I mean, they were they were basically even teams from June second through the end of that playoff series. I think we're on that tier. I mean, even like a tier above, you could even argue with with if you want to go by their their playoff performances. Like, the, I think the Phillies are better built for that kind of series baseball, and I think you're going to see the Phillies rise up and be one of those teams that that is a wire to wire division winner this year. And I know there's this thing where like, well, maybe we don't even want to win the division because then you have a you sit and wait a week if you have one of those top two records. Yeah, that seems like they ain't been working well. For those are baby excuses. It has not worked well, Hugh. You're right. It's been a weird thing the last few years. But I also say this: maybe part of the reason the Phillies have run out of gas at the end of the playoffs is they got to play all the rounds. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if we play less rounds, we got more in the tank. Yeah, finish it out. I mean, it's one of those things where you know you look at it and you're like, oh, you see the other teams didn't fare well, but you try to tweak. It a little bit to make sure that you don't have that 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 stagnant squad towards the end. Sure, if you have the break. Yeah, I, I want to win the division. I love Kyle's take, the idea that they could win it wire to wire. I, I will say this: the Phillies, I believe, have enough to win the NL East. Agree, disagree. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll throw the Phillies in the mix along with the Eagles conversation. Can we hear John Middleton though, or the story from John Middleton? What he told the team uh, is this: uh, Who said this? Is it Real Muto? Real Muto on the message that this is uh, just Clark. Excuse me, John Clark, on the message, I guess it was relayed from JT, but the message John Clark heard that was said by John Middleton to the team as they got to spring. I'm told that Phil's owner, John Middleton, gave a very passionate speech, and his message was the same that he told Ryan Howard 15 years ago, bring that bleeping trophy back. John Middleton told the Phillies not one World Series, he wants to win multiple World Series. We're not even going. We didn't even get one yet. We want more. Oh. I like. Listen, I I love how much he wants to win, John Middleton, and he wants his bleeping trophy back. Hugh, he wants it. I'm okay with it. We got to get one first, though. 
it, the one. dynasty word is a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. But I, I mean, it starts with one. Dynasty starts with one. So I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with him being as optimistic as he is. But it, it starts with one. I want to win the division. That's why I want to start this thing. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to the phone lines here. Ed in Willow Grove is up on WIP. Hey, Ed. Good morning, guys. Hope What's everybody's up? doing well. Oh, you too, awesome, Ed. Man. What's up, buddy? Guys, I want to make some points about the Eagles and Howie Roseman, and my last point's going to be about the SEC Conference of Football, if you could keep me on long enough sure, for that. Sure, sure. But to use your wrecking ball analogy, Howie Roseman will be in the control cabin of that wrecking ball mechanism, and I think the wrecking ball should swing and then swing back and knock him out of that cabin. Because I believe that he's 100% responsible for the problems on the defense, even though I think he's responsible for 0% of the problems on the offense. And this is what I'll pose to you guys. Is there any Eagles defensive starter who would have started for the Chiefs, the 49ers, and maybe even the Ravens? Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is probably the only one. Reddick. Reddick. Reddick and Carter. But he did say the Chiefs and the the 49ers. They have good pass rushers. I mean, Reddick probably starts. Yeah, Reddick starts. But – yeah, it's not – to answer your question, Ed, it's a very small number, one or two. Yeah, which is a, you know, a really bad state. Um, you know, we all know this. Under Howie Roseman in the six years, he only drafted one cornerback. That was Sidney Jones. He drafted – I'm talking about the first and second round, mm-hmm. first and second round. No safeties and no linebackers. And, and the conventional wisdom is because, well, they de-emphasized those positions – but I also think it's because because he missed out on so many first and second round picks by chicken like Andre Dillard and Derek Barnett and Jalen Rager, he never really had the luxury of then, you know, drafting for those positions, and that's seven elevenths of the defense that he's basically has ignored or you know, really hasn't drafted those positions. And, and Ed, I really also important. think he looks at it as a blind spot. I, I don't think how he trusts himself. when, it, Like, I think he knows, and he knows that they and his scouting staff are good at picking de- defensive linemen, and they're good at picking offensive linemen, so they kind of just stick to that because they're, they, they'll probably nail it. And I think they probably pass up good corners because they're, they're not sure if they're right or not on the evaluation. Well, and, and thank you for saying that because it brings me to my, my last point. I believe that he has so little confidence in this point in his ability, he's effectively outsourcing his talent picking to the coaches of the SEC like Coach Smart and Nick Saban. He's basically saying, hey, if these guys were good enough for Coach Smart in Georgia and Alabama, then I guess they're pretty good, so let's draft them. You're probably right. I mean, I mean I'm looking at the drafts right now, Ed, and Ed, what's the uh, TV show you want to throw at us? Well, my wife really, really likes Happy Valley. What is and, that? And, oh, Happy Valley is a British show. Uh, it gets very highly rated. It's a, it is a, a murder mystery uh, crime show mm-hmm. on British television called Happy Valley. She, uh, she really liked it. I'll it. check it out. Yeah, Ed, I watched the the Crown recently with my wife. I had good phone call. I liked the Crown. The Crown was was way better than I thought it would be about obviously the the British Crown. British drama series Happy Valley. So there's a lot of British TV shows. Some of them are pretty good. Yeah. Like I watched Doctor Who. Doctor Who's pretty good. When, when, after we watched The Crown, like you know, in Netflix, the, you know, your whole thing you with algorithms. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you more recommendations based on what you watch. So yes. like now I got every time I go on there's a whole section all these British shows that that like I watch. But to his point on outsourcing the picks, 
It is interesting. The last, if you look at the Eagles' last three drafts, the first, second, or third pick uh, they made in all those drafts, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, 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 Alabama, like seven of the nine mm-hmm. have been those two schools. Because most of the time, most of those most of those kids that come from those schools, they're a little bit more disciplined. They run a lot of pro-style offenses and, and, and defenses, and they're easier to integrate for the most part. And they're safer. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. You're probably going to get a good when you player. Talk about, when you talk about, and I, <laughs> I know a lot of people hate me say this, but when you talk about the best conference in college football, it's the SEC, hands down. The Big Ten used to be that, but it's Ohio State, Michigan, and then it's kind of like everybody else. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be close now because they added in all those. Well, they pass- got SC and well, they UCLA, added Oregon. And, yeah, they added some good schools in. Yeah, I still think it's going to be the same because most of those Pac-12 schools that we were talking about, they come into the college football playoffs, and most of the time they get trounced. Mm. Well, they like did. SC yeah. did this year. Yeah. yeah, they got trounced. Yeah, Washington so. lost to Michigan. Um, yeah, that's what it was, Washington. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I don't think anyone's going to complain of how he continues to take kids from, from big-time programs like Alabama and, and Georgia, but I do think there's something to what our last caller said. He's doing it because he probably feels it's it's safer, and and they haven't drafted cor- – I mean, last high pick they made a corner. And, Hugh, we're going to start doing our, our daily mocks at 1 o'clock coming up next week. When you, The last time the Eagles took a corner anywhere it high in the, the draft – It was from the SEC, wasn't it? Uh, it was actually from Washington, Sidney Jones in 2017. Now, they, they took Ringo in the fourth round this year, but I mean like high, like first or second round? Yeah, I was thinking, you know what, the last person I was thinking about, I was thinking Lito. Oh, well, that well, that was, uh, yeah, obviously 02, 02, 02, 02, 02 yeah. yeah. Um, and that was SEC too. But the last time they took one in the first or second round was 2017. It's a long time. I mean, that's yeah. usually you see teams, especially in a passing league, you take corners, you know, once every – I don't know, a few years, depending on how many you need, especially with the nickel playing so much. So it's a big thing. All right, let's talk to Kevin, who's up next at Summertime. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Kevin. Let me get you away from this uh, very loud machine here. You got it, man. Uh, yeah, so I just had a quick Eagles point and then uh, wanted to go on about Kyle getting me absolutely fired up about Philly season yep. like two minutes ago. Uh, Eagles point, everybody stop coming at Joe and Hugh's neck. I- I'm about to start calling Hugh Coldwater Douglas the way he diffused that one dude. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That's a good nickname, Coldwater no, Douglas. Just, I, you, know what, you know what it is, Kevin? It's just like when you come with taste like that, man. I, I Listen, I, I feel and I know that for the most part I, I am real fair and balanced. So when you start talking about I'm trying to run people out of town, I, I get a little bit offended by behind that. I really do. Well, what always puzzles me that. too – Whatever po- always puzzles me is like people calling in all like pissed off, like oh they had a hot take and now I want to call in. It's like, yeah, guys, that's their job. Like they succeeded. Like what, what, what are you mad about? Like <laughs> that's what they do. Like they come up with stories to get people's ears, and then you call in. I don't know. I love AJ, and personally, I'm excited to watch the uh, Kellen Moore let it fly. You know how wide receivers are. Once you start getting, uh, you know, the ball thrown your way, everything's kosher. You know what I mean? So well, well for assuming- sure. Yeah, and Kevin, I, I think about what he did with C.D. Lamb. I mean, C.D. Lamb started to become a star with with Kellen Moore. I mean, he, I I think AJ could have a huge year next year here for sure. I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm. Uh, I know Joe, you wouldn't know about this, but I'm like a glass half full guy, <laughs> and so I'm thinking like that. Really, with Kellen Moore and Vic, like I really think we got a shot to uh, turn some heads this year. I think AJ could be capable of breaking his record from last year, honestly. Um, so I'm trying to look at it like that, and once all this drama's done, I mean, it's just the off season. We just uh, there's always something, so whatever. And there's nothing going on, so AJ's in the spotlight. I love AJ. I think he's staying here. 
uh, whatever else we got to work out, whatever, keep them. I'm ready to let it uh, see what happens with him and Kellen together. Yeah, uh, and Kevin, and, I'm I'm with you on this, and and you'll, you'll be surprised. I am the glass half full on this. I think Kellen Moore will will be an upgrade for them. I I think Hertz will be assuming he's healthy, right? Because the knee was an issue this year. Assuming right. Jalen is healthier, I think Jalen's going to have a much better year next year with Kellen Moore. I, I think they could they could score a lot of points next season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and about the Phillies, I, I called immediately as soon as I heard Kyle say that because I was thinking that in my head too. Like everyone just always assumes that we're going to be like the little brother to the Braves in the division, and obviously recent history has shown that. But I don't know, man. I think we took a little bit of their soul last year, even more. And they're a bunch of goobers, dude. Like I, I think they're, I, I think they're going to screw it up, honestly, a little bit this year. I know they got talent, but it's like. I don't know. It's just kind of like a bunch of uh, goobers running around playing baseball, and then when it's time to get serious, like they don't know what to do. Yeah, and I think a so. lot of them had career years last year. I, if you, I don't think Olsen's hitting fifty-something home runs again, and some of their pitchers are older. Morton's older, and Sale is older. I, I think we're getting a division race this year, Kevin. I think they have enough to be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, I'm really looking forward to uh, catching some of those games and uh, actually compete. And I'm with Kyle. I think we're going wire to wire. I don't know if that's a prop bet I can make, but as soon as I get off this call, I'm going to look up and see, and I'm going to make it. Um, so I don't think it I, is either, but you get darn good odds if you could. You, you let me know if that is a prop bet. Kevin, give us a, a TV show we should watch. All right, well, I had one for each of you. Is that cool? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, this one's more up Hughes Alley just because uh, I know his style. It's uh, Rick and Morty. You I think you should give, that, you should give be, that a watch. You know what, Kevin, I beat you to it. I've watched the whole. <laughs> I've watched even the new season of Rick and Morty. I'll beat you to that. But yeah, oh, I, like, okay. I love Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, I figured I figured it might be like a little set show, and I know I'm not naming names to you, but there might be someone coming back to the station that might kind of uh, you know feel that same way you do about. You know what? Things. I, I feel, I, I feel I like nothing. that. I, I feel know. like that might be the case. <laughs> you know, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. I didn't used to see them all the time in my store, but uh, so uh, <laughs> you or uh, Joe, the one I have for you, this is a great show that was on HBO a couple of years ago. It's called The Newsroom. Okay, uh, with Jeff. Uh, Daniels from Dumb and Dumber, and he actually, when they filmed the second Dumb and Dumber, he left the newsroom, unfortunately. It's only about three seasons, but it's literally the best acting he's ever done. It's a fantastic show. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, yeah. too. He's done a lot of good stuff. Kevin, I'll watch that one. I, we appreciate the phone call. How about that? He gave us a recommendation for I each like, of I, us. I, like, I, I respect how people listen and know, like, how I like feel like they know me well yeah. enough to pick a show. Yeah, I was all on Rick and Morty. I think it really. I think he summed up how people view us. That he gave me the newsroom and gave you Rick and Morty. Yes, I think that. Yes, that I mean that, that's for, telling. Yeah, that's telling. That fit pretty well. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a contrasting dynamic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, he's a good listener. Tim in Philadelphia. What's up, Tim? Hey, how you doing? Good, what's Tim. Up, what's up? All right. Uh, on the Eagles. Um, and no, I ain't never heard no one talk about this. They need to get a new backup quarterback. Mariota is trash. He might so, not be here. Oh, Tim, I'm yeah. with you. And I think they need a a higher-end backup quarterback because, you know, Jalen played banged up this past season. Hopefully he could play the whole year next year again. But, I mean, the reality is he's probably going to miss a game or two. It's just it's the NFL. Exactly. That's what I was going to get at. Maybe he was scared to come out of the game. They all were because they didn't want to put Mario in. Well, remember they had to do it in, what, was it week 18 when Jalen hurt his finger and they were losing anyway? That was not pretty, watching Mariota. Exactly, right. And um, they definitely need to work on that defense. They need cornerbacks, they need safeties, and they need linebackers. I mean, the defensive line, and, and plus the offensive line is coming out soon, too. Kelsey's going to leave. Lane Johnson probably has only a few years left. So, yeah, they got, they got a lot of work ahead of They need a lot. I, I view it, you and I view it similarly. they got a lot of work to do. I mean, they, they may have to change out 15 players here to get where they want to go. Tim, what are you thinking on the Bryce Harper? Extend him or wait? 
Um, I think give him incentives. You know, if he wants a contract, he'll wait wait a five years or so into your contract, and then, I mean, eight years left, and then you're asking for a new deal now. You, I mean, give him some incentives, and if he gets so many home runs in such a short amount of time, give him a couple, you know, throw him some money for that. But no, you don't give him five years until forty-five years old. You wait till he's at least thirty. What? What you gonna be thirty-eight when his contract? He'll be off? yeah. He'll be thirty-eight at the end. Yep. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't give it to him now, but you could give him something just to keep him happy. But yeah, I, I'm you and I are similar on this. It's it's cra- it's crazy to, to do it now. It's, it's way too way too close way to the beginning. Too early. Tim, what do you what yeah. TV show should we watch? All right, first I wanted to tell you the Office. It started in England with Ricky Gervais, so the Office is trash anyway. I didn't like <laughs> it, so I would give you Boardwalk Empire and. Band of Brothers, if you've never seen them. Yeah, I've heard of both of them. And Boardwalk Empire was an HBO thing maybe yeah. 15 years ago. Good good stuff, Tim. We appreciate it. Boardwalk Empire. You ever see that one? Yeah, No, I haven't. I, I thought about watching it because of the, you know, how it like they finished the whole series a while ago. So I thought about watching it, but I never got into it. So yeah, that might be one to check out. I like that we're doing this today on today's Friday because there are too many options. You ever go on? I mean, whether it's Two B Hue or Netflix or Hulu, and you're like, you're overwhelmed by options. Like, what do I watch? Yeah, what are you watching? What's good? Because for me, it's one of those things where it has to move pretty quick. You know, if it doesn't if it doesn't grab me within the first 10, 15 minutes, I'm you're probably out? not gonna watch. Yeah, it's kind of like that for me. Yeah, I usually do an episode, and if I don't like it, then I won't continue. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. A lot to discuss. The Eagles. Do they need major or minor roster changes this offseason? I think it's major. I think they have a lot, a lot of work to do here. We're on A.J. Brown watch. He said he would call in today. Unprompted. Said he was going to call WIP today. A.J. Brown calls. We'll take that phone call right away. And, of course, the Phillies. Kyle thinks they're going to win this division. Lead it wire to wire. I think they have enough to win the NL East for the first time in a very long time. Agree, disagree. When we come back. Strong words for Peter King this morning on Jalen Hurts' past season. That's next. Your phone calls as well, right here in the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 